Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Old is dead after a shooting near a metro station this week. Leaders from all over Maryland make an appeal to the Biden administration over the new FBI headquarters in Greenbelt. I'm John Doman. It was a day of gains on Wall Street at the closing bell. In Friday trading, the Dow finished up 402 points. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Aaron Rubin in New York. Midterm elections are three days away and control of the House and Senate are on the line. So far, more than 35 million Americans have voted early, either by mail or in person, according to the United States Elections Project. Democrats are feeling very encouraged by that because, you know, the, the larger the turnout, the better it is for Democrats. Friday, President Biden spoke at a Southern California communications company that stands to benefit from Biden's push to get more chips made in America. The president was joined by Representative Mike Levin, who's seeking re-election in a tight U.S. House race. Skyler Henry, CBS News, Capitol Hill. Donald Trump is hinting he's ready to jump into the 2024 presidential race and could make an announcement after the midterms. After Elon Musk laid off thousands of Twitter workers on Friday, he tweeted he had to because the company was losing millions of dollars a day. Simon Belmain says he was fired and he doesn't know why. I found that my uh, work laptop was remotely wiped and access to Slack and Gmail revoked. Axios business reporter Hope King. It's a mess right now inside of Twitter, and you have to really feel for these employees who are finding out via email if they are going to be employed at Twitter. Musk told investors in New York today that activist groups have been pressuring major advertisers to leave Twitter over his content moderation policies, which he says haven't changed and continue to be enforced. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. There's an international commitment to rebuild the power systems in Ukraine. Our Holly Williams is there. The G7 countries, and that obviously includes the U.S., have agreed to cooperate to support the reconstruction of Ukraine's critical infrastructure. Now, we don't know exactly what that means, whether it's hardware, software, uh, engineers. What we do know is that recent Russian strikes have done enormous damage to Ukrainian critical infrastructure, including damaging 40% of its power system. One person is dead in Oklahoma and in Hopkins County, Texas. A tornado so strong picked up a house and moved it across the yard. KTVT's Jason Allen spoke to another family down the street. The electricity went out right when it went out. It said, hey, take cover. And then the electricity went out and I called him in the house and we just took cover. And they came like within seconds. Where'd you go in the house? Um, to the back middle room. Pulled the mattress off the bed. And put it over the top of us. The two of you. All three. All, all three of you. And yes. all. And it may be time to put her mask back on because three respiratory illnesses, the flu, COVID-19, and RSV, are hitting the U.S. earlier and harder than previous years. This is CBS News. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. WTOP at 203. Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome in. November 5th, 2022. Cloudy, comfortable this overnight early morning. Lows in the 50s and 60s by Saturday daybreak before we're done. 61 in our nation's capital now. 
Indeed, Lane, we do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early Saturday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this 2 a.m. hour together Saturday morning. We continue here at WTOP this morning to follow developing news out of Charles County this week where five people who all appear to be adults have been found dead inside a home. The Charles County Sheriff's Office says they were apparently recalled to Wildflower Drive in La Plata around 4 yesterday, Friday afternoon, along with the La Plata police. It's being classified as a murder investigation, but they're tight-lipped on some of the details. When asked if all the five victims were shot, they're saying, well, originally we were called out for a shooting, but at this point we're still investigating the cause of death for the five people. They're still working on identifying who those people were and what relationships those people had amongst them. So still a lot of unanswered questions at this point. That's Mauricio Casillas with our news partners at NBC4 who was at the scene. In other news this morning, our other breaking story this hour out of D.C., a 15-year-old boy is dead after he was shot in northwest D.C. this week. Police say in this situation they got a call right before 5 on Friday night about gunfire that was coming apparently from an alley on 7th and M Street right next to the Mount Vernon Square metro station. Assistant Police Chief Andre Wright with information this morning on this suspect. We're looking for a lone shooter who exited a silver Mercedes with tinted windows, ran past a group of folks on the sidewalk, ran into the alley, and shot at a specific group of people uh, of which this juvenile was a part of. Police say the suspect in this case then ran back to his car, drove off. There are no reports this morning of any other injuries in that case. New this morning on WTOP Saturday, a 15-year-old boy has been arrested in connection with the shooting of Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson, Jr. The teen was 14 at the time of the shooting back this summer in August. This is the second arrest made in the case. A 17-year-old was arrested, you'll remember, earlier this week that we told you about here on WTOP. Police say they're looking this morning for one more person to close this case for good. Robinson was shot, we remind, in the leg during an attempted robbery in the 8th Street Corridor in Northeast. He was released from the hospital the day after the shooting and has since returned to the lineup. WTOP at 2.06. WTOP's Dave Johnson loves soccer, and he also lives with multiple sclerosis. It's a condition he shared with his late mother. Dave says covering D.C. United takes him back to watching the Washington Diplomats with his mom. With D.C. United, I've been able to recreate that magic time for our childhood each and every week. WTOP is a proud partner of the National MS Society of Greater D.C. Maryland. To learn more, visit WTOP.com slash MS Society. Thank the Lord for the night You're with WTOP. That's Dean Lane. This is WTOP News. You know, we've been telling you about an unusual situation in Monrovia, Maryland this week in which someone called to report multiple stabbings at an area elementary school. That report turned out to be false. The call about the stabbings was made by a teacher at Green Valley Elementary School. The Frederick County Sheriff's Office says when deputies arrived, they found an empty classroom. The teacher who made the call removed the group of 27 fifth graders from the school. According to officials, she took them through the woods to get to a cafe about a mile down the road where she made the call to law enforcement. Officials say people there noticed the teacher acting distraught. In a letter to the community, the school's principal said the teacher was using a school security drill strategy taught to staff, but he acknowledged this experience was upsetting for students. The school district is investigating the incident and the teacher was taken to a nearby hospital for an evaluation. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. 207 Saturday morning, police officers and new recruits locally in Montgomery County 
will now get extra training, we're told, to help them better understand the communities they work in and serve. Montgomery County Council Member Will Jawando says part of this new law is about making sure that we have the best, brightest, and most highly equipped and informed and educated guardians in our community, our police officers. The 30 hours of training also meant to address inequities and to equip officers to understand the main tenets of racial equity and social justice, that they are emphasizing de-escalation and communication skills. Training will take place through a partnership with Montgomery College. County Executive Mark Elrich before signing the bill. We came into this recognizing that it was time to make some improvements in how we were enforcing the law. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. It's Saturday, November 5th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. 2.08 in the morning on WTOP. Glad you're Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Our big brother on the 8s and when it breaks, let's check in now with Ian Crawford this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right back to the, the Virginia Beltway coming off the Legion Bridge. A little bit of slowing through our work zone after the Legion Bridge passing the GW Parkway and heading toward Georgetown Pike with a single left lane getting you by. But you're past exit 44, you're back in the green heading for Tyson's. On the inner loop, the work is going to be after I-60, actually before I-66. Actually, it'll be after Arlington Boulevard, exit 50 for Route 50. Two left lanes getting by in the inner loop and the ramp from the inner loop to go east and west on 66 block because of the same work zone. On 66, over the top of all that fun, we've got the work westbound over the top of the Beltway, left lane getting by as you head toward Vienna and Oakton. Beyond that point, heading toward Fair Oaks and beyond toward Centerville, the work zone after the Fairfax County Parkway gets by single file to the right. Eastbounders after 29 Gainesville, heading past the Prince William Parkway, two left lanes get by, and the ramp from eastbound 66 to the Prince William Parkway is blocked. And then as you make your way toward the Capitol Beltway, right lane is blocked there, plus the ramp that would carry you from eastbound 66 onto the inner loop that also blocked. Maryland Beltway still sorting this thing out. Our crash activity westbound on Route 414, St. Barnabas Road, on the ramp to go to the inner loop of the Capitol Beltway. We have crash activity. The on-ramp is blocked. The right-through lane on the inner loop is blocked right before the point where the locals and the throughs split off, heading toward the Wilson Ridge with caution, but not with a great deal of delay. 95 BW Parkway, remain quiet. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. If you like the warmer weather, I've got a lot more where that came from. And now we're talking about it coming during the weekend. After a high of 75 on Friday, I'm going 78 on Saturday. Could be some early morning fog, so heads up for that in some locations. Uh, as you move on through the day, though, more sunshine, high of 78. Sunday, a high of 77. Good chance of showers west of I-95, mostly early in the day before the noon hour. And then the afternoon does look dry for most areas. Uh, Monday, going for a high of 78. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. We're at 64 degrees at the wharf in D.C., 65 Oxen Hill, 66 Sterling, 60 straight up and holding in our nation's capital. 2 a.m. on our Saturday morning, November 5th. Glad you're with us here at WTLP at 103.5 FM, WTLP.com, and of course, on the WTLP app. This latest check this morning brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Last weekend of hard campaigning before the midterms, a preview coming up on WTOP. (laughs) 
as you go about your daily life. Look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. This is WTOP News. Campaign 2022 continues on WTLP this early Saturday morning. This is the final weekend of campaigning before Tuesday's midterm election day. November 8th, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying this week, predicting that Democrats will hold on to the control of the U.S. Senate thanks to strong voter turnout. This morning, CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent Margaret Brennan, moderator of Sunday's edition of Face the Nation, joins us with more. It is going to be tight. This is going to be coin toss. Pennsylvania is the race that we are all focusing in on, along with Georgia, Nevada, a few other races there. But those are the big three I have my eyes on most closely. And we know that it is tight in Pennsylvania. The reason it is such a focus is, of course, we're already in a 50-50 Senate. And so just flipping a seat can change the majority. We're going to have a conversation about where we are in these final days of the race. Governor Chris Sununu, who had considered running for Senate from the state of New Hampshire, but instead is running for re-election as governor, is the Republican guest who will join us. Now, if Democrats do hold on to the Senate, but Republicans take control of the House, what does that mean for President Biden's agenda? Well, the old cliche was gridlock is good. And if you have a split Congress at odds, then typically the assumption is not much gets done. What it could mean is, first of all, in these next few weeks before the new Congress takes seat in January, you see a flurry of activity as Democrats try to get some business done before they hand over the keys, so to speak. But for the next few years, it could really throw sand in the gears of the Biden agenda. That said, the president has gotten a number of big programs through. In fact, in these two years, that is one of the things the Republicans are campaigning against, all the fiscal spending he did to help shore up the economy given the inflation we have. But when it comes to trying to fix America's economic problems, it is not clear that lawmakers are going to have much effect. It's really going to be in the hands of the central bankers like the head of the Federal Reserve. So you have uh, Chris Sununu, the governor, coming up uh, Sunday. Who else? We also will have Chris Krabs. He's a friend of the show, CBS contributor, former head of the Division of Homeland Security charged with protecting America's election infrastructure. You might remember that he said 2020 was the most secure election in American history. And then Donald Trump fired him. Well, he will be my guest Sunday to talk about the election security going into these races and talk about what you need to know, the disinformation you need to be on alert about, and give us a sense of how he thinks this administration is doing when it comes to protecting the integrity of our election system. Campaign 2022 continues on WT. This Saturday morning, CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent Margaret Brennan there, moderator of Sunday's Face the Nation, talking with Joan and Bruce. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Saturday morning. It is November 5th, 2022. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it to 2.15. Frankie's turn this early hour. Embarrassing loss for the Wizards. 42 points. Brooklyn Nets come to town and beat the Wiz 128-86. Worst home loss ever in franchise history for the Wizards. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 11 assists, 9 boards to lead Brooklyn to its first road win of the season. Former GW star Yuta Watanabe added 14 points off the bench for the Nets, who were playing without suspended guard Kyrie Irving. 
Just a bad, bad loss for the Wiz and Coach West Unsell Jr. They flat out beat us, they beat us. Okay, that, that, that's going to happen some nights. Shots aren't going to fall, but our approach, our competitiveness wasn't there. Wiz now 4-5. and five. They'll visit the Memphis Grizzlies Sunday. Nike, meantime, announcing they are suspending its relationship with Kyrie Irving, effective immediately, and will no longer launch his new Kyrie 8s. This comes in the wake of the controversy surrounding Irving's social media posts about a book and movie containing anti-Semitic ideas. Commanders get the Vikings Sunday at 1 o'clock, ruled out because of injury. Wide receiver Jahan Donson, running back J.D. McKissick, along with linebackers Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. Vikings are 6-1 and one under Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. Commanders 4-4 four and four looking for their fourth straight victory. Dave Butts, who helped anchor the Washington Football's defensive line in the 1980s has died at the age of 72. Friday Night Football, some top programs going at it. DeMatha knocks off Good Council 28-14. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 216 on WTOP. Saturday morning, November 5th. Welcome in. Like the top stories we're following for you on TOP this morning. New this morning, five people have been found dead inside a home in La Plata. In Charles County, county sheriff's deputies say in this case they responded to the home on Wildfire Wildflower Drive. That would be around 4 on Friday afternoon for a report of a shooting. Investigators say the dead appear to all be adults. In another incident, two people are dead this morning after a shooting inside a giant grocery store in Oxon Hill Friday morning. Police say it happened after a woman suspected of shoplifting was approached by a security guard. The woman pulled out a handgun and began firing And the guard, a man, returned fire. Both were killed. And should the FBI's new headquarters be built in Prince George's County, local, state, and federal leaders gathering this week to say yes to that. County Exec Angela Alsobrooks says the county's two suggested sites best meet the criteria used by the federal government in the past to make such decisions. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. For the time now is 2.17. Stuff to watch this weekend. Two feuding former friends hit the silver screen in the movie The Banshees of Inna Sharon. This dark comedy starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson is set on a fictional Irish island set in the early 90s, 19, in the early 1900s, that is. Vulture critic Jen Cheney with her take. Gleeson's character who just decides he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore and Colin Farrell who is obsessed with trying to figure out what he's done wrong. And even though that's small stakes, it, it feels like very big stakes within the context of this movie. I saw this a few weeks ago, and it has just stuck with me. I think it's a really wonderful film, and Colin Farrell in particular is excellent in it. Yeah, that's Vulture critic Jen Cheney on Skype with stuff for you to watch here on WTOP. Good morning. Welcome in 218. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks... Ian uh, Crawford is in the WTOP Traffic Center. Crawford, that's right. Yes, that's Crawford. It's, uh, <laughs> on the Capitol Beltway in Maryland, we still have the issues on the inner loop and uh, on westbound St. Barnabas Road, too. Here's how they come together right at that interchange. As you try to transition from westbound 414 onto the inner loop, you are going to find that that ramp is blocked for a crash. If you're on the inner loop itself passing exit 4, you're going to find that the right lane is blocked. Same reason, same crash. Been there for a couple, about three hours, or a couple hours now anyway. And uh, no signs of it letting up anytime soon. Unclear the nature of it, whether there's an investigation involved or not. Bottom line for you, the driver is you can't use the inner loop. Uh, you can't use the ramp from westbound St. Barnabas Road onto the inner loop. And if you're on the inner loop, stay to the left 
as you make your way toward the Wilson Bridge. Everything else is hunky-dory on the Beltway itself. On 50 across the Bay Bridge, two-way traffic travels on the eastbound span between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway. Actually, between the Bay Bridge and Annapolis, you've got to work westbound on 50 between Baydale Drive and Route 2, Ritchie Highway. The right lane gets by, and the off-ramp to go north on Route 2 is blocked by this work. Now to Virginia, the outer loop work coming off the Legion Bridge, still there after the George Washington Memorial Parkway heading to Georgetown Pike. Left lane getting by with very little fanfare, strangely enough. The inner loop work is going to be after Arlington. The Boulevard heading toward I-66. Two left lanes get by. The ramps to 66 shut down. On 66, inside the Beltway, the work through the Roslyn Tunnel. Westbounders getting by one left lane. Eastbounders get by one right lane. Westbound on 66 before the Beltway. You're going over the top of I-495. Single left to get by. And then eastbounders approaching the Capitol Beltway. The right lane is blocked. The ramp to the inner loop also blocked. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. The incredible November warmth continues. Now, we're going to be seeing high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s over the next couple of days. you got to remember, our average high is only 62, but I'm going for a high of 78 on Saturday. Could be some fog early, so watch out for that this morning as you're making your way out and about. Uh, 78 on your Saturday, 77 on Sunday. Showers west of I-95 early in the day, but most of the afternoon is dry. Look for a high on Monday with more sunshine of 78 degrees. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 65 at Tyson's Corner, 63 in Crofton, 65 as well. Lohan Plaza, and we are looking at... If I can click here, I can tell you, 60 degrees and holding straight up. 2 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, November 5th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. This check brought to you by Nulik Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NulikHomeDesign.com. Check them out. This is WTOP News. Now you think you'll never want an electric vehicle? This may change your mind. It's a massive, lightning-fast super truck that marks the return of the Hummer named to the road. And our own John Aaron, you know, took it for a drive. Wow, does this thing move. I am in a GMC Hummer EV. It's a white four-door electric pickup, and it has a 1,000 horsepower on tap. That's three or four or five times what some other cars would make. The power comes on with this whooshing and whirring of the electric motors. This is a special edition one. It comes in at $110,000. And it has some other nifty tricks. It can drive diagonally if you want it to, to get you out of a tight spot because it has four-wheel steering. I'm also underneath a nice glass roof right now. And you can take those glass panels off on a nice day. I have about 80% charge on the battery. That's good for about 270 miles. John Aaron, WTOP News. WTOP at 222. Working October jobs reports shows hiring remained strong last month. Over 260,000 jobs, in fact, were added, yet the unemployment rate climbed to 3.7%. And labor force participation, which measures the level of people actually working or searching for work, slipped a bit, we're told. This morning, Bankrate Senior Economic Analyst and Washington Bureau Chief Mark Hamrick breaks it all down for us. 
I think it's a mixed bag because we exceeded expectations, a number of jobs added. But as you said, we have more unemployed. And by the Labor Department's one count, about an additional 300,000 more unemployed. That number goes back over 6 million. That may be a sign of things to come with more and more job cut announcements coming down the pike. So how are average hourly earnings keeping up with inflation, Mark? Uh, Not very well. And, you know, that is one of the major challenges of this current economy where the Federal Reserve really wants to try to keep wages in place. In this report, we hear that they are up 4.7% over the past year. And we're reminded that the rate of retail inflation, in other words, consumer prices, have been up 8%. The easiest way to get a job in this economy right now is to change jobs. And then, on average, we're seeing double-digit percentage gains in pay raises. Well, if you want to change job, which sectors are the best for uh, for that kind of growth? Well, if we just look at this report, those that are adding the most people, professional and business services, manufacturing, and health care. And ironically, one area that fell short still has one point one million jobs to get back to where it was before the pandemic. We've all seen this in the wild. Leisure and hospitality, bars, restaurants, hotels still need a lot of people. Any chance any of this might sway the Fed when it comes to raising interest rates, Mark? Or you think they're just on a tear right now? Inflation is public enemy number one uh, for the Federal Reserve. That's the equivalent of the asteroid that needs to be destroyed. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of data before the mid-December meeting. Another jobs report, a lot of inflation data. And there really aren't many signals right now that inflation has begun to calm down. Got a final thought before we go? I would just say, you know, a bank rate will remind people that if there's one thing that's working better in this rising interest rate environment, it is savings rates. And so if you do shop around, now is the time to save money and perhaps to prepare for what may lie ahead in 2023. That's bank rate senior economic analyst and Washington Bureau Chief Mark Hamrick. <laughs> Crunching the latest job list numbers with Hillary and Sean. You're listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Where we do bring you money news each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh with us now to wrap your business week this Saturday morning. The Dow gained 402 points Friday, though it still lost ground for the week. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7% last month. The company's added a more than expected 261,000 jobs. Holiday spending growth could be half what it was last year. Buffalo, New York bar, the anchor, which claims to have invented the buffalo chicken wing, is opening an outpost in Leesburg. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Good Saturday morning. It's 226 on WTOP. Latest from the tech world this early morning. I'm Larry Magid with the Connect Safely Report. This episode was recorded during Media Literacy Week. But even if you're listening to it after the week ends, it's never too late to think about how you and any kids in your life are consuming media. You've heard a lot about misinformation, disinformation, and so-called fake news. But media literacy is more than just news. 
Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.